Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host live out here in Vegas. Your other host is live in Boston. Is Josh Applebaum. What's up, Josh? How are you? I'm great, Pritch. How you doing? doing Big great. day today. Uh, sadly, no NHL, Pritch, but oh. that's okay. All star breaks. Right, here, they're all out got- here. <laughs> yeah, they're all in here. So you're neck of the woods, Pritch. You're gonna have to say hi to Patrice Bergeron for me this weekend. But uh, yeah, big NBA day, big college basketball day. We'll have our buddy Gamble and Lou on the show today, uh, spitting hot fire, having his breakdown here for the Super Bowl, get into some UFC as well. But Pritch, big teachable moment from last night. Remember we were talking about that Illinois-Wisconsin game. This is kind of a system-driven play that I love getting down on. It came through bigly for the Sharps last mm-hmm. night, but it's kind of that line freeze angle. Remember, Wisconsin uh, was ranked, what were they ranked? 11th. You had Illinois ranked 18th, yet that line seemed so high. It was, you know, six and a half, seven. It kind of stayed where it's at despite everyone loading up on Wisconsin. That was what we call that fade the trendy dog situation. If everyone was on Wisconsin saying the line's too high, give me the ranked team, you know, two ranked teams. I'll take the better ranked team in the points. But the key was the line never really moved off six and a half. So despite that heavy Badgers betting, he really had liability on Illinois the whole time. So again, a popular play, trendy dog, yet Illinois ends up covering. And we have another one tonight, Pritch. Well, maybe we'll do a full breakdown later. But the spot tonight that if you want to back that, you know, really, really contrarian favorite, mm-hmm. same as Illinois, spot tonight is Arizona. It's a rematch game. They're playing UCLA. Everybody and their mother is on UCLA tonight. <laughs> Almost 80, 90% of bets across the market, Pritch. But it pretty much opened around six and a half, kind of stayed around six and a half. Public is all over UCLA, but that but that line really isn't moving at all. I look toward laying the points on the Wildcats tonight. It's kind of a redo of that Illinois spot from last night. You know what? We love spots because they do allow us to cash tickets, uh, and you highlight them for us. So keep them coming, Josh Applebaum. I mean, certainly <laughs> keep them coming. Now, this game is interesting because I was highlighting the last time they matched up uh, out there, uh, Pauly Pavilion, and, and you think about UCLA's battle-tested uh, Arizona uh, with this team. Uh, and it's Gonzaga South, but this was their real first test because the SC game was canceled, Uh, and and I I challenged Arizona in terms of, okay, is this team for real? And I think they're for real, but that was just going to be a tough spot for them, though. It really was, and I think that was one of the first games where they allowed fans back in the stands, Mm -hmm. and UCLA just shot the lights out. (laughs) Yeah, they were just hitting everything, Pritch. So uh, that was actually, I think it was kind of a contrarian spot on UCLA last time they played, but again, recency bias. Public just saw UCLA blow out Arizona, as you mentioned, 75-59, easily winning outright as a a two-and-a-half-point dog. 
Now you're getting the higher ranked team getting points. This line is way too high, Pritch. Another one of those, hey, you know, uh, the wrong team is favored type of thing. But again, if it looks too good to be true, it looks too easy. Oftentimes it is. I'd be laying the points with Arizona. If you can shop around, I think the minus six, Mm -hmm. some books are down to minus six, minus 115. I think that's your best number there. A lot of advantages here offensively. You have Arizona 86 a game, 78 for UCLA. Big advantage on the boards. 44 a game versus 37. Also, you have Jalen Cook, one of their best defenders for UCLA. He's going to be out today, and they also have another uh, good player who's questionable. So right. I'm laying the points here, Pritch. Again, who do you think the odds makers are rooting for? They're rooting for Arizona here. That's the side I want to be on. Okay, but you just said the line's moving down? Like it's at seven on our board right now, but it's moving down. Yeah, some okay. shops are down to six and okay. a half. I see a couple at, at six. So even though you're seeing a little bit of movement back toward UCLA, it's mm-hmm. so lopsided, Pritch, like 80, 90% of bets. Okay. You'll have that little bit of an adjustment. But oftentimes, and again, you know, based on some of these guys who are questionable, maybe that's a reason it's dipped a bit. Right. But I think the overall mindset is kind of the same. Everybody on the trendy dog, I want to be on that gross contrarian favorite. Give me the Wildcats. Here. All right, love it. Uh, off to a great start here on the show. You mentioned Lou Finicaro on the program. Uh, get his tips on betting the Super Bowl. A lot of expertise here when it comes to Gam Lou uh, uh, and, and betting uh, sports in general, certainly MMA, but uh, definitely looking forward to his thoughts on the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, but Josh, uh, head coaching news. Uh, Michigan. Yes, he's a Michigan man again, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, after his second interview with the Vikings, apparently he's not going to be named the head coach, so he's going back to Michigan. Uh, who would have thought that could happen? Uh, but I, I wonder how that's going to go over. I know Michigan's happy that he's going back, uh, and certainly that's the sign of the times, though. I mean, this is the business of college football now. Uh, so is this a good thing uh, for Michigan? They, they did have a top 10 recruiting class. Uh, is this a good thing that Harbaugh goes back to that school? So I think if you're a Michigan fan, you're definitely happy about this. I mean, this guy took over. He's kind of taking you to heights. You haven't been at a long time. And Pritch, there's rumors or, you know, kind of reports here that they met for nine hours, the Vikings <laughs> brass and Jim Harbaugh, and they come away and say, hey, this maybe isn't for us. So is that, you know, Harbaugh didn't like what he heard or was, you know, were the Vikings saying, hey, like extensive, long, like it's weird, Pritch, a long interview, you're like, wow, they really like each other and they mm-hmm. talked forever. Or maybe it was like, Hey, you know, after such a long interview, now you're having, you know, cold feet or second thoughts here. So I think Harbaugh, you know, he can probably coach at Michigan forever and, you know, make a ton of money here. And, you know, you go back to college uh, on a program that you've been building. But I am surprised by this because some of the prop bets did have Harbaugh as one of your favorites to uh, to take over the Vikings. But also, again, you know, is it just better to go to college and, and be kind of the Saban at Alabama and just kind of win and win and win and just stay where you're at? Maybe that makes sense. But I was surprised by that, Pritch. Uh, typically, you know, if you're giving me the Vikings or Michigan, I'd go NFL there. But again, uh, I'll, I'll defer to you. Were you surprised by Harbaugh's decision? Totally surprised. Absolutely. I mean, I know we had the early signing period and, okay, you get a ranking of the recruiting class. But then uh, if you think your head coach is going to go as a player, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Um, am I looking to go into the portal a year from now? And I wonder if that can still happen. So going into the season, uh, I mean, you got Michigan 35 to one. I, I mean, uh, they still are lacking and they're behind uh, the eight ball when it comes to the amount of talent that they have on a roster like Alabama, Georgia, or even Ohio State. Uh, and then the recruiting rankings came out. Surprise, surprise. A&M was number one, Alabama, number two, Georgia, number three, Ohio State, number four. So if you're in Michigan, you're in the top 10, you're at number nine. Uh, you didn't close the gap in any way in terms of the athletes that you recruited. On top of that, your head coach was entertaining deals that go to the National Football League. 
Yeah, and again, did Harbaugh – so this is what's unclear to me, Pritch. Did Harbaugh not, not like what he heard or did the Vikings <laughs> not like, like what they heard? Because, uh, right. again, Harbaugh, he has that experience. You know, again, had success in both college and uh, in both pro football. Now it looks like they're going to turn to Kevin O'Connell here, uh, the offensive coordinator of the Rams. So mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of being reported now as we speak. But I'm thinking with Harbaugh, did he not like what he saw with Kirk Cousins? Are, you know, are they in cap uh, situation that's going to make it difficult for them? Maybe that could be part of it. But again, Pritch, I'm surprised. I thought Harbaugh would be a pretty good fit, and it seems like obviously that's not going to happen. Well, now. it's about who you know, too, in the National Football League. We found that out, and we're going to still find that out, right? <laughs> uh, but crazy. Uh, Adolfo Menza, obviously from San Francisco to ties to Harbaugh that way, but they couldn't work out a deal. Uh, and you mentioned Kevin uh, O'Connell reportedly will be the next uh, head coach with the Vikings. He's currently busy with the Rams, but there's a common theme going on in the coaching ranks, Josh, and his first time head coaches. So uh, almost a third of the teams in the National Football League are hiring new head coaches this year. Uh, and you got Josh McDaniels as a recycled head coach, but not really. I mean, he only won 11 games his first time around, failed miserably out there in Denver. Uh, But the Bears, they have a first-time head coach. The Vikings are going to have a first-time head coach if they go through uh, with Kevin O'Connell. Aaron Rodgers is going to lead that division. I mean, from a betting standpoint, Josh, what do you do with the NFC North? I mean, you talk about the prospect of the league being wide open in 2022. I think that could happen. I think it could too, Pritch. And again, as betters, this is kind of a good thing. We don't have like that really obvious play, like, you know, the Chiefs to win the AFC West or, uh, you know, another team, you know, the Ravens, you know, I know that it was the Bengals year, but typically you have that one team that you feel like is, you know, has the inside track of winning their division. I think now with that, uh, you know, NFC North, I think it's anybody's guess here. I would also say, you know, is there a buy low spot on the Packers, Pritch? I mean, you have had, you know, Jordan Love a couple of years to kind of, uh, you know, soak everything in and you still, if you can keep Devontae Adams, you got a pretty good defense the cap money that if Aaron Rodgers leaves, you could devote to maybe some free agency. I just think if Rodgers leaves, they're going to be immediate, you know, totally dismiss the Packers here. But if love is, you know, maybe better than we think, and you're kind of bringing back or keeping some of these players. And, and again, using that cap space uh, to kind of take advantage of, of losing Rodgers' contract, mm-hmm. maybe the Packers in a very weak division could be, could still be the play there. Yeah. And we're, we're still going to have four openings for head coaches. And, and I mean, the way that it's going, the trend, we're looking at first time head coaches across the board. Now we might see a couple of recycled names, maybe in Jacksonville, maybe in Houston, but then again, those situations are not ideal. Uh, I think as betters, there's some advantages here. Uh, when you think about one division in particular, that NFC North could be first-time head coaches matched up with their quarterback. And we all know how unstable the quarterback situation is in that division right now. They, uh, the Bears, they, they go defensive with their head coach, and they have Justin Fields. I mean, I don't know how that's going to play out and, and how that's going to work. And then the Vikings, I, I have no idea – what their plan is at this moment with a first-time head coach and a veteran like Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think based on the quarterbacks, Pritch, I mean, we got to give Cousins probably the number one spot there in that division. So maybe they open up as a very slight, you know, I don't know, minus 120, minus 130 to win that division. Uh, It's also, Pritch, you know, it makes me feel really old. Kevin O'Connell was drafted by the Patriots in 2008. Uh, and now he's going to be, you know, uh, probably the new, new head coach here. Just uh-huh. goes to show you that, you know, this new, as you mentioned, trend to these younger players uh, and turnover here, uh, trying to take over and really bring the Vikings back in a, in a spot where there's really an opening here, Pritch. And I also got to fit this in. 
Eberflus, I don't know if you watched this uh, press conference, Pritch. Mm -hmm. This is like Joe Judge 2.0. I think this guy <laughs> has got no shot at all. He's talking about his hits program. Uh -oh. Like each each letter is intensity and training. Yeah. And like put on your running shoes. We're going to run. Like I automatically, like when you are like a hardo, uh, like, like Harry, the high school coach here, yeah. just screaming and like tough nose, that does not work. I think that's a bad sign to begin with. This is not 1980, and it's not high school. I hear you, man. Uh, he's going to tilt <laughs> like the pinball machine, just like Joe Judge did out there uh, in New York. Hey, here's a great event coming up. Join our own Stormy Bonatoni uh, on Friday the 11th at 6 p.m. for the big game betting and beers event at the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Stormy will be joined by our guys in the desert, Chris Andrews, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Vinny Maiulo for a fun and informative look at betting this year's big game and stories from behind the book, all about the action these legends have seen over the years. This is going to be incredible. The event is free for everyone over 21. So stop by the South Point on February 11th on Friday at 6 p.m. to get free samples of Bookmaker Blonde Ale specials on Budweiser. Purchase signed copies of Chris Andrews' books and learn from these bookmaking experts. That's going to be incredible. Coming up on the next segment, Lou Finicaro, uh, Point Spread Weekly contributor. He's going to give his thoughts on the Super Bowl. What's next? Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. The big game is right around the corner, and it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800. 522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And a pleasure to bring on to the program Lou Finicaro, VCN MMA analyst, Point Spread Weekly contributor, Bout Business podcast host. Lou, how are you? 
I'm doing great, guys. Always a pleasure to spend a few minutes with you discussing whatever's on the slate. Absolutely. And speaking of whatever's on the slate, UCLA, Arizona, uh, we led the show off with this big game, a rematch. And we love rematches in, in college basketball, Lou. Uh, <laughs> as you, okay, I guess uh, we know where your allegiance is, I think, in this game. You get the Arizona hat on. Give us your thoughts and your breakdown uh, of this matchup. Well, first, let's disclose, guys, that it's important to stay in one's lane and short, overweight Italian guys that can't jump got no business handicapping basketball. So I, let's get that out of the way first. However, I went to the U of A, and if you look at just last week, that game's in Poly Pavilion, uh, Arizona given two and a half or three, which basically means that uh, th they're about on a neutral court. That's about five. And so handicapping that now this week, you give Arizona a couple points for home home field, it, it looks, or home court, it looks like it's lined correctly, except in lieu of what it looked like last week. So I happen to agree with Josh on this. I think if you're going to bet this, you got to give the points with Arizona uh, because it is too good to be true. UCLA getting all those points. That said, I don't bet basketball. I won't bet it, but I appreciate you letting me talk about the Arizona Wildcats. <laughs> Lou, you just made my day, although I would say our colleague Daniel Alvari probably not too happy about our play tonight, but you know, at least one of us will win this game. But uh, Lou, let's transition over to the Super Bowl. Haven't gotten your thoughts yet. I'd love to hear your breakdown here, You know, kind of what we've seen across the market. You open around Rams minus three and a half. Now you're up to four and a half early money on Los Angeles. But now it looks like some buyback on that plus four and a half with the, uh, the Bengals juiced up like it may get back down to four. We've seen some under money as well, 49 and a half down to 48 and a half. So how do you cap this matchup? Does, do either the spread or the total intrigue you? How do you see this one playing out? Well, uh, Josh and Mike, I always try and have my uh, NFL season wrapped up by the championship games. I regard the Super Bowl as kind kind of a recreational fun day. I'll bet a few props. I'll I bet the the uh, tails, which is the squarest bet you could make. So I have fun with it. But that said, if something happens that warrants my attention, I'll address it. And this total opened 51. Now it's 48 and a half. That's a huge amount of swing in a Super Bowl, especially for a total. And I happen to disagree comp comprehensively with where that number has gone. And so my angle here, I think, is to I'm not afraid to buy in this situation because I want to possess 48. So from 48 and a half to 47 and a half would be what I have done. And now what I'll do is hold on and wait that next week when the public finally, you know, wakes up, quits betting basketball and starts to address the NFL Super Bowl, that this total's going to get hit. It's going to get hit over. And it's my contention that we get back to 51, 51 and a half. And when it gets up there, it allows me to try and either play a middle, should I choose, or at least just hold advantage. We're speaking with the great Lou Finicaro, uh, Point Spread Weekly contributor, MMA analyst, also host of the Bout Business podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at GamLou. Uh, so, Lou, you mentioned props, and, and those are about to drop. I mean, the timeline is going to be interesting as we wind down this week and get into Super Bowl week next week. Uh, and betters are going to see a, a whole book of props come out, come towards their, their direction. So, any tips, uh, any advice on how to approach betting props for the big game? Yes. 
generally, Mike, what I would say is find some players and take their prop immediately when they open. Take some overs and don't be afraid because the public's going to take overs. And if you're in on Friday, Saturday and can wait till Tuesday, Wednesday of next week, again, you might see some of those totals rise based on public action and you may be able to come back or create great middles with yourself. Uh, to me, this is all gaming the game, the Super Bowl. Nothing's very serious really outside that total bet. And then more specifically, uh, when it gets to uh, the props, uh, I, I would really look at second or third kind of players. Uh, the, the third receiver for uh, the Rams uh, is, and now I'm, a, I'm gonna forget his name, uh, his dad, Jefferson, I think. His dad played in the NFL. Uh, mm -hmm. I, 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 think, I think he is a good candidate for over. The other thing, I would scour the NFC and AFC championship games and guys like T Higgins that had a huge game, I would fade him. I think the game plan then goes away from him the next game. That's just the way I would address it. But there's a lot of successful ways to attack those props in the Super Bowl. Lou, I think it's a really good point by you. Again, recency bias. One guy goes way over. Maybe that line is then inflated. You can go the other way. Also, you know, we talked to Adam Burke yesterday, but looking at, you know, some minus numbers. Everyone, you know, wants to have some fun, and I hope you cash all your plus money bets. But it's really kind of those big, you know, plus 1,000, plus, you know, 2,500 that are kind of more of a public type bet when I think a lot of wise guys aren't afraid to, you know, lay a minus 130 on something or a minus 140. So that was a good point uh, by you and by Adam yesterday. But, Lou, I got to get your thoughts here. We finally got some UFC coming back here i know uh, i know you were uh, missing it i was too but give me your breakdown on the main event here jack hermanson against sean strickland height weight everything is pretty much equal strickland is about uh three years younger but this line pretty much open strickland about a minus 200 favorite it really hasn't moved at all there's been no movement really to speak of uh how do you cap this one who has the advantage is this a, a low a too high of a number to bet the favorite do you like the dog with plus money what's your thoughts on the main event here well, it should be a really interesting fight because of the styles are so different. Uh, Herm, uh, Hermanson uh, has been in with better. He's, he's faced a far more competent level of competition. He's uh, perhaps, well, let me say it this way. He's without question the stronger grappler, although Strickland can grapple very effectively. He doesn't show it. He hasn't, we haven't seen it. Uh, but Hermanson's maybe a little overmatched on his feet, and that's where all fights start. This fight's going to start on the feet. I think the important thing to know is that Hermanson possesses 36% takedown accuracy, which is not outstanding. Strickland, on the other hand, 81% takedown defense. I expect Hermanson to have a hard time trying to get Strickland down. And if this fight is competed on the feet, I look for Strickland's pressure and volume to be too much for Hermanson. I don't like betting favorites. Uh, Strickland minus 210, 220, wherever he is. Uh, maybe we look at the props market. Uh, fight does not go the distance or Strickland inside the distance or maybe Strickland in four or five. Again, Strickland's damage is through accumulation not one punch power.
Then we have another middleweight bout, uh, Soriano and, and Maximoff. I mean, another situation where people might be looking at the favorite. I don't know. I get your thoughts on uh, helping us understand these fighters and uh, what kind of bet would you look at with this one in terms of a side, like you mentioned, maybe some props uh, with this fight as well. Yeah, Mike, uh, both of these are 185-pound matches, co-main event and main event, and they're in the smaller cage. So the UFC's trying to elicit confrontation here. And we have another strikler versus grappler match. Uh, Maximov's a little bigger kid, younger kid, but way less experience. He really needs to grapple. His striking is developing. Uh, on the other side, we got Soriano's wrestling-based fighter doesn't use it. He's got profuse power in his hands. And I do believe Soriano, with his experience, the fact he's been in with better, should be a rightful favorite. And really, if I were to go anywhere with these two fights, I'd maybe have listeners consider taking Soriano with Strickland and taking two two-to-one favorites, putting them together in a parlay and, and get yourself a little bit of plus money. Lou, I know this isn't really betting related, but I got to ask you, take us into the Lou Finacaro household when it comes to the Super Bowl. Uh, do you have any like uh, routines or any traditions? What are we eating? What are we drinking? Get us excited for the big game. Well, we're barbecuing on the smoker and we'll have uh, family over. Uh, I, I, even a Super Bowl, I can have some people over, but mostly I seclude myself uh, away. But I will disclose this. For better than 40 years, I've been betting tails on the Super Bowl, and I've been betting the, the game ends with an odd number. Scientific? Nope. Have a lot of fun? Yep. And that's the point. <laughs> Have a lot of fun, certainly with the big game. Lou, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks again for your time today. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody. Good luck to you as well. There he goes, Lou. Big game in Arizona, Josh. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Uh, more betting across America right here on VSEN the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash fine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, we begin our march with props, our march towards the Super Bowl with player props. Uh, let's start with Joe Burrow passing yards because it opened up at 274.5. It's currently 276.5. Uh, the ticket percentage to the over- handle to the over as well. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, so first off, I'm always wary, Pritch, of kind of just automatically taking the quarterback over passing yards, just in general, because, of course, you know, we get to the Super Bowl, you have an influx of public betting, a lot of casual bettors. What are they going to want to bet on? They're going to want to bet these big-name quarterback overs. So it's kind of like a, almost like a big popular play that, uh, again, are the lines inflated to begin with? Now, th that being said, there was money to the over, open to 74.5, up to 276.5. 90% of bets, 95% of money is on the over. But if you look at Burrow, um, you know, obviously there's money to the over. He threw for 250 against Kansas City, 348 against Tennessee, 244 against Vegas. Regular season, he only went over this number eight out of the 17 games. Uh, and you look at the Rams, you know, they're 21st in terms of uh, allowing um, uh, passing yards per game at 240. So it kind of is like a big public play. I'm a little wary of it, Pritch. It makes total sense. Uh, but again, with this total falling, do we get kind of a low scoring spot? I think this is kind of the ones that in your head you want to bet on, mm -hmm. but really are we getting the worst of the number and is it inflated line? That's just my one concern with the burrow over. Yeah, I hear you because you got to look at the Rams on the other side too. Like they, I mean, most NFL teams are nickel defense, meaning they have five defensive backs on the field all the time, but the Rams looking at percentages, they skew it towards dime personnel, meaning you have six defensive backs. So the Rams, they probably want to protect themselves from a passing standpoint. They are weak in the secondary. Their strength uh, is with the front, obviously, with Donald and Von Miller and, and Leonard Floyd. So from a coverage standpoint, they need help, even with Jalen Ramsey. So six defensive backs, can Joe Burrow and those weapons have a lot of success that way to where you bet the over uh, currently 276 and a half? Yeah. And again, you know, if you're obviously the Rams here who you're going to always, you know, take from that, basically that Bill Belichick school of take away, you know, your number one target or your number one player makes someone else beat you. I think if you're, if you're the Rams here, you want to say, Hey, we're going to, you know, two high safeties, bunch of dime, you know, defensive backs here, you know, maybe Joe Mixon has a big day. You're looking at his receiving yards and rushing though. It's kind of ironic. That mm -hmm. thing fell as well. 98 and a half down to yeah. 95 and a half. But another point, Pritch, is like, you know, when these props come out in early movement, to me, it's meaningful because, again, it just goes to show you, you know, people who basically model this maybe had, you know, Burrow at 280 and they said, hey, let's hit the 274 and a half early to move it up. But you also get into a thing where if you don't hit it early and it rises, you missed a good number and you might as well get out. And then when you get to like next week, if let's like, let's say Burrow gets all the way up to, I don't know, 280, like typically it gets up, 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 up. And then what you can do is kind of buy low, take the under. So really with props, if you hit them early, I think Gamble and Lou is spot on. That's really going to have your most value. But if you're late to the party and it's risen too much, I think you sit back and say, hey, let's let this thing go up and up and up and actually get at the high watermark and then go under. That's something to keep an eye out for as we have, what, 10 days until the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. And again, the handle is probably going to get bigger, obviously, and more action next week as we get closer and closer to uh, the Super Bowl. But Cooper Cup receiving yards, that's come down. Uh, 105, it opened up. 105 and a half now, currently 102 on a half. This is a triple crown winner. Nobody's been able to stop him all year. And you think about all the coverages and all the schemes that the Rams have faced the entire season, even into the postseason. So how are the Bengals going to stop Cooper Cup from still not achieving the over in this one? So, Pritch, I'll be honest, I kind of like buying low and taking this over. I know that's probably another public type mindset, but hey, we talk about having a little fun in the Super Bowl. You could say you're getting a better number. Again, 105 and a half down to 102 and a half. So you're kind of low water mark in taking the over here. We got to admit, though, there was somebody that came in on the under. This is what we're talking about. When you get these big popular players, you know, your Staffords, your Burroughs, your Jamar Chase, your Cooper Cup. Heavy, heavy betting over, yet the line fell. So, again, early money is uh, hitting this under. But I think Adam Burke yesterday made a really good point. Like, 
it's kind of hard to um, to identify what's a head fake and what isn't. Like, did early betters, you know, hit this under just to drop it, and then they can hit it higher at a, at a uh, at a better number later? That's something you always keep an eye out for. But Pritch, even though some money is, is on the cup under, it's hard not to think about this thing going over. I was just right. doing some stats here. You know, Cincinnati has a seventh worst passing defense in terms of yards allowed in the passing game. Then you look at Cooper Cup. He's had 103 receiving yards or more in 13 of his 20 games this year. That's 65% in general. Always leads his team in targets. Uh, do you double him? Maybe that's an idea here that if you're the Bengals, maybe that's why the line fell a little bit. But Pritch, this is kind of one of those bets where maybe you buy low, take the over, and if it goes under, you say, hey, you know, you tip your cap there. But, man, what do you think? You're my wide receiver, Pritch. <laughs> How do we not go over with Cooper Cup on a deflated number like this? Well, from a matchup standpoint, it, it, it is a tough matchup for the Bengals, but they've been turning the ball over defensively. Uh, I'm not going to disrespect that secondary and what they've been able to accomplish in the playoffs. Seven takeaways in the playoffs. And you're talking about Tannehill and, and uh, Derek Carr and also Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes just looked different in that second half uh, last week. So uh, it is not beyond the realm of possibility that the Bengals could come up with something uh, to kind of slow down Cooper Cup. I find it interesting, though, too, uh, looking at these player props because Matthew Stafford, he's got 49,995 career passing yards. He's just outside the top 10. Uh, and, you know, for milestones like this, Josh, and you got a Cooper Cup receiving yards prop, I I'm looking at that one, whether or not to play it over, because this quarterback is on the brink of perhaps entering that Hall of Fame discussion uh, if he gets the Super Bowl win, too. And uh, if he lights it up, there's your Super Bowl MVP for sure. But Cooper Cup, maybe that correlates a little bit, Cooper Cup and his receiving yards going over. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And also this time of year, Pritch, you know, when when the game is tight, when, you know, your you're back's against the wall, when you really need that third down conversion, who are you going to look to? You're going to look to your most reliable receiver, and yeah. that obviously is Cooper Cup. I mean, I'm looking at his stats here. Against San Francisco, Pritch, 14 targets, 11 catches, 142 yards. Against Tampa, nine catches for 183. Now, he had a pedestrian game against Arizona. It didn't matter. They kind of blow out the Cardinals there, 34-11. <laughs> but he had five for 61 in that game. So, uh, again, I'm the kind of guy who tries to cover up the names of the teams and names of the players and tell me where the data is going. Tell me uh, who, you know, wise guys much smarter than me are leaning on. It does look like they lean under there with cup, but then you can look at it the other way, kind of like gamble and loot. When he's talking about the total here, we definitely had a lot of some under money, you know, 49 and a half, 50, 51, whatever you want to call the opener. It's down to 48 and a half. At this point, if you're betting the under, you're getting the worst of it. So lose take was, Hey, bottom, you know, get that bottom low uh, watermark number mm -hmm. and go over with the total. It's kind of the same thought process here with cup. We've seen it fall. It provides us a better number, but just know that, Hey, it's falling because some respected betters did like the under. Yeah. This one's intriguing. The next one, Joe Mixon rushing plus receiving yards. I was able to catch Debo Samuel rushing plus receiving yards last week. Uh, but we, Bengals, are they going to use Joe Mixon like a, a, like a Debo Samuel? I mean, we, we seen the screen game, but that was to another running back for sure. And uh, I think it times up a better, uh, I believe it's Pirine uh, than it does with Mixon. Uh, and, and so I, I wonder what the game plan is going to be from that in that regard. Now, his rushing yards, that did cash over for me as well uh, against the Chiefs. But Mixon, he's a definitely an important player in this game. If you're talking about possessions uh, being down maybe around the 10 possession range, and then if you throw in a turnover or two, uh, the opportunities become slim out there. And so maybe Joe Mixon can have a big game rushing the football against that dime defense. 
Yeah, this is another surprising one, Pritch, because obviously he had a great game against Kansas City. He had 21 uh, rushes for 88 yards, threw in three catches for 27 yards. So you're, you know, you're well above that number if you combine those two. Uh, and obviously, you know, kind of the way kind of Taylor leads his offense. And remember that game, Pritch, you know, Romo kept scratching his head saying, why are you running first down every time? You're getting one yard or no yards, like, you know, throw the ball. But I think if you're going to bet Mixon, that kind of tells you the trust that Taylor has in him and not trying to abandon the rush game, even if you're down, you're going to kind of stick with it. And of course, you know, the play action, when you have Mixon going, it's just going to make your passing game that much better. So another one of these, like my thing, Pritch is let's put a pin in these right now. It's Thursday, a week from now, did this thing tick back up? Did it continue to fall? I think that's going to tell us a lot, but again, same thing with Cooper cup, you know, with Mixon here, open 98 and a half passing and receiving yards, uh, rushing and receiving. And now it's down to 95 and a half smart money hit the under. But again, Pritch, we're getting a better number now to buy low and go over. Yeah, we talked to uh, Lou Finnecaro earlier, and he talked about the second and third role players essentially here on teams. And so you got Tyler Boyd uh, on the board here at 39 and a half, open at 42 and a half receiving yards. Yeah, that's another surprise one because as Lou mentioned, I like to look, and again, we did this during the NBA playoffs, but your PJ Tuckers, your role guys, your guys mm -hmm. that aren't going to, you know, when the, the props open up the book, you know, casual bettors aren't rushing to the window saying, I got to go Tyler Boyd. You know, again, they're going right. to go chasing these other guys. But did hit the under, 42 and a half down to 39 and a half. That's another one to monitor. Well, it does make sense because like, I mean, if you're formulating a game plan, it's not, okay, we're not going to stop. We got to stop Tyler Boyd. No, you're not going to do that. It's Jamar Chase, right? So maybe a matchup uh, uh, in your favor looking at those props uh, come up next though we got to break down the nba some good games in the association that's coming up next welcome to 500 greatest songs a podcast based on rolling stones hugely popular influential and sometimes controversial list i'm britney spanos and i'm rob sheffield we're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great from classics like fleetwood max dreams to the ronettes be my baby and modern day classics like the killer's mr brightside listen to rolling stones 500 greatest songs on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts zigazoo has made me zigzag what I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Plus, earn M-Life rewards that can be redeemed for hotel rooms and dining 
at any MGM resort. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, it's bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER if you feel that you have a gambling problem. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. A little bit of NFL coaching news. The Giants hire Mike Kafka as the new offensive coordinator. Josh, uh, he was formerly the quarterback's coach for Patrick Mahomes. So maybe a little bit of air raid influence going out there to the Giants. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. A guy who had, you know, a cup of coffee in the NFL for a little bit, working with Dayball now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Pritch, I got to tell you, and, and you know, I'll take you inside, of course, to talk radio in Boston. Yes. It is a huge, hilarious, comical thing here with that Belichick text exchange. <laughs> we talked about it yesterday, but uh, just the fact that he didn't know, he thought he was talking to Flores. He thought he was talking to Dayball, mm-hmm. but he was really talking to Flores. Uh, and again, now with uh, this lawsuit, is Belichick going to have to hand over his phone? So I know Michael Lombardi uh, tweeted something great from his account today where he was actually talking to Dayball prior and Dayball didn't know he had the job. So it's just kind of, uh, it's it's never a dull day in the NFL press. Don't you no. love it? It's just, you know, whether it's betting or stories, storylines, it's just crazy all the time. Oh, it is crazy. I think it's going to get crazier, Josh, for sure. That's for, <laughs> I mean, hold on, buckle up. The offseason uh, is going to be turbulent for a lot of reasons. Um, the association, the battle of L.A. going down tonight, L.A. Lakers and the Clippers. Uh, we know the LeBron situation, the Clippers, too, offensively challenged right now. Um, they're laying three and a half, though, and 220 is the total. Josh, your thoughts on this game? So it does look like surprisingly some respected money here on the Clippers because you kind of think about, you know, hey, this isn't really a true home game for either team. It's Staples Center. You know, te- technically it's, uh, you know, Clippers at home, but really it's their same stadium here. And the line did go to the Clippers. They opened minus two and a half. They're up to minus three and a half. You did see some money come in here on the Clippers to to, po- to move that number in their favor. You know, it is a rest advantage spot. The Clippers last played on the 31st, so they've mm-hmm. been off a few days here, whereas the Lakers are on the second leg of a back-to-back. So that might be part of the reason why we're seeing this move to the Clippers. Uh, also, it looks like Anthony Davis should be able to play. Uh, my play here, Pritch, is I took the over, over 220. Uh, this total open around 217 and a half. You saw a ton of steam hit this over, move it up all the way to 220. Uh, one thing I've been looking at in the NBA, Pritch, is uh, if a line rises at least two and a half points, I call it kind of the big steam overplay. The over is 55%. So when you see these get hit, uh, sometimes they end up just sailing over in general. But you do have some over refs in this one. Something, uh, again, not the only reason you bet a game, but a cherry on top. Uh, Zach Zarba, Jason Goble, both around 54, 55% uh, to the over. So hopefully a lot of whistles and getting to the line here. And also it's a pace play. Both these teams are top 15 in terms of pace. We think about the Lakers being really old, but they're actually uh, eighth fastest in terms of tempo. The Clippers are 14th. And we did see these teams meet up in December, uh, early December, December 3rd. It was a 119-115 game. So I'll sweat that over. Some good steam there. And again, it's kind of like a home game for both teams. Therefore, maybe not that like uh, that tough road spot for either. Yeah, a little bit of rest advantage, though, for the Clippers, like you mentioned. How about the, the um, Phoenix Suns on the road? I mean, they are on a roll big time. Uh, the most complete team, we know that, right? And the association. But I, I love this Hawks uh, story. Uh, the Suns are laying four here on the board. 226 is the total. Josh, just a market report. I don't know if you have a wager on this one, but I'm curious uh, what the market is indicating, though, with this game. 
Yeah, so this is one of those games, Pritch, where I think you got to wait until Trey Young's confirmation is, mm -hmm. is confirmed here, whether or not he's going to play, because right now he's questionable. And the early move actually looked like uh, he was going to play. And again, we're waiting on whether or not he'll play. But some of these books did open actually Suns, you know, minus five, minus five and a half on the road. It's down to four. You know, if Young is in, maybe it gets down even further. But if he's out, this thing ticks back up, most likely back to kind of that opening number. It's hard to bet against the Suns in general, Pritch. Oh. I mean, 41 and nine. This team is just on fire right now kind of a great mix of you know veteran leadership with Paul and then your you know your young stud with Booker and all their supplementary guys are just uh kind of like do exactly what you what you want them to do so they've won a ton in a row Atlanta would be rested here played the 31st Suns played the first I think maybe if you want to walk a tightrope I think minus four is your best number with Phoenix it looks like it may get back up to four and a half all lean Suns minus four mm -hmm. but again Pritch I gotta know what's up with Trey Young here if he's in and you lay the four uh, then it maybe gets down to three, you get the worst of it. Now, if he's out and it goes up to five or five and a half, then you're going to be happy you got the four. So depending on young status, as of right now, minus four Suns kind of looks like a buy low spot. Yeah, not a very active schedule in, a, in the association. I mean, Golden State, they're laying 13 and a half against a terrible, terrible Sacramento Kings <laughs> basketball team. You got 224 in the total in that one. But uh, let's shift to college hoops. You mentioned your play on Arizona already. Is that line still dipping uh, Arizona and UCLA. Yeah. So as of now, Pritch, it looks like uh, six, maybe. So right now it went, some of these books went back up to six and a half. Remember okay. this was a six and a half, seven opener uh, got down to six. Again, it's really, really lopsided betting on UCLA. So again, UCLA is in that Wisconsin spot from last night. But I think if you can find a six, uh, they're starting to get scooped up and get back up to six and a half. I think minus six Arizona. If you like Arizona and you want to sweat it with me and gamble and Lou here, uh, the six is going to probably be your best number as it looks like it's creeping back up. Uh, but again, let's kind of wait on some of these injuries. You got a bunch of guys here. UCLA questionable. I think that's why the line's kind of, you know, bouncing back and forth. It's a kind of a late game, eight o'clock, but it's the most heavily bet game. And again, Pritch, the, the words I love to hear as a contrarian, everybody and their mother on UCLA, <laughs> give me the Wildcats here. Absolutely. Let's keep looking for spots and cash some tickets here in college hoops. Josh, what else do you have? Yeah, so we've got a couple here, Pritch. Uh, next one I was looking at was Stanford. Stanford is at home against Washington State. Uh, kind of a 50-50 type bet split, slight majority here on Washington State on the road. The line did go to Washington State. You know, they opened around minus two. They got up to three and a half. But anytime you see uh, these situations where you can kind of buy low on a home team with an inflated line, mm -hmm. I kind of like betting this spot. So, you know, again, early movement was toward uh, Wazoo here. But when it got to three and a half, a lot of three and a half money came in Stanford down to three. And it looks like it may be trending down to two and a half now. So I jumped on the points here with Stanford, Pritch. To me, it's kind of a, you know, slightly contrarian inflated line spot. Ken Palm has them only losing by one. Our buddy Greg Hoops actually has Stanford favored by two. And Stanford's been great at home, 9-1 and one at home. And Stanford did just beat Washington State uh, January 13th, 62-57 to 57 as a 7.5-point dog. So uh, I'll grab the points here with Stanford. Pritch, this is something that's been pretty good. Again, if you're a home team in conference play and the line goes big to the road favorite, buy low on that home team with an inflated, you know, plus two, plus three, whatever your inflated number may be. Yeah, absolutely. Are you at the point where you are waiting conferences too, though? I mean, uh, you think about the Pac-12, uh, maybe three, possibly four teams uh, going to make the tournament, uh, anticipating that. But are, are you at that point where you're waiting uh, conference play? 
So a little bit. I mean, a lot of to me, you know, it's baked into the cake, baked into the number. But I think it is important, you know, when you actually get to March Madness. Like I always like leaning on, you know, teams in the tournament who play in a really, really good conference. Like, you know, if you're in this kind of like, you know, a war every single night betting, you know, playing against these really, you know, high rated teams. If you have a lot of ranked teams in your conference, you're kind of battle tested. And that can really benefit you later in March Madness, just playing a lot of these tight games against really high competition. So something to look out for. Pritch, if I can throw one more at you. Um, I did see in the, the Visa newsletter update today. Uh, it looks like I think Maddie Humans is with me on that on this one. I think JVT as well. But Wyoming tonight, big game, nine o'clock. Boise State against Wyoming. Boise State's won 14 straight. They're playing great, but yet this is pretty much staying Wyoming minus one. I like Wyoming here, Pritch. I'll go money line. Just win the game around a minus 110, minus 115 play. Uh, Ken Palm's got him by one. Our buddy Greg Hoops has him by four and a half. And really banking on Wyoming's offense. They're averaging 77 points a game versus only 67 for Boise. Also a better field goal shooting team. Uh, Wyoming is shooting 48% from the field, 44% for Boise. And also, Pritch, looking at these matchups, home road and conference play. If you see a discrepancy here, I know why Boise State's had a good record anyway, but Wyoming, 9-0 at home. That really, that crowd really gets going there in Wyoming. I'm going to go Wyoming here, pretty much a pick em or or a money line uh, price. Yeah, that's uh, what I was now. talking about. Like uh, the Mount West, they're making noise in terms of they could perhaps have more teams for the tournament than the Pac-12, which is incredible to think about. <laughs> Yeah. And also, you know, home road, like when you're, you can speak to this pitch, like when you're a professional, you're a pro home road doesn't really matter too much in mm -hmm. college though. These home spots do have a lot of value, especially again, if you're in like a reverse line move spot or an inflated line spot, because you know, as kids, you're 18, 19 years old, going to a hostile environment. Maybe your freshman year, it was COVID and no fans in the stands. Now you got to go to these crazy raucous, you know, Cameron crazies or people going nuts that can provide a big boost to these home teams, which again is why, you know, part of my lean here on Wyoming. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the student sections alone, I mean, just take in Alabama and Auburn recently, uh, the first bucket of the game, it was like they won a championship out there in Auburn, but uh, the atmosphere is certainly the, the juice in the building uh, certainly can help in college hoops. Pritch, at the University of Vermont, you should have gone to these hockey games. It was crazy in the student section. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to hearing some stories about how crazy it was out there. Great job today, Josh. Good luck with your plays. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Appreciate it, Pritch. Good luck tonight. All right. The Edge coming up next right here on Vsent, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.